0: Had uh, we've had quite a few just experiences with, uh, or I have, with folks who almost you can see in real time, like kind of the lights flick on with people. Yeah, they're like, Hey, like, okay, so this is what this is what community is all
1: about. Welcome to this episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor Hoffman, one of the pastors at the church at Greer Station, and today we have the privilege of being with. Robert O'Neill McKinney. Um, oh, you said it. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no relation to Shaq.
0: No relation to Shaq.
1: But I'm guessing, is it, is it uh, related to the O'Neills up at uh, O'Neill Village? And
0: No, no. Different set of O'Neills. Okay. I come from a, a different part of the Greenville, or actually from Pickens County.
1: Tell us, Robert. Where are you from?
0: <laughs> I knew it was coming. I tried to avoid it. <laughs> I'm from a little part of the world called Pumpkin Town pumpkin town south carolina if you've never been there you should visit it's awesome
1: does pumpkin town do any kind of fall um oh man like do they do it up with the pumpkin spice
0: (laughs) uh i'm pretty sure most people in pumpkin town don't even know what pumpkin spice is that's amazing and we don't have pumpkins either so it's kind of strange what an
1: untapped opportunity
0: but we have the pumpkin town festival yeah where you can come your kids can ride in like a tractor in the parade uh they can climb a grease pole all kinds of fun stuff man
1: i love it yeah it's awesome a grease pole yeah all right so here's here's the question i didn't warn you about but um oh. here's the here's the question for you okay if you were to pick any little debbie cake <laughs> okay what little debbie cake would it be
0: what little debbie cake oh that's hard um I'm always torn between the fudge round and the star crunch. Mm. See, the issue is, if you put the fudge round in the freezer for 24 hours and then take that bad boy out and pair
1: it with a hot cup of coffee, that's pretty close to heaven, Trevor. <laughs> that's pretty close. Well, you know, I, I, um, I, fudge rounds are fine to me. They're, they're, they're fine. Heresy. My brother loved them growing up. I was always a big fan of the gingerbread men and then the uh the, Christmas the gingerbread man dude yeah oh man who eats those i do because i have good taste oh my
0: goodness come on man
1: all right so robert uh robert you serve as the pastor of discipleship and administration is that correct i do yes at uh the church of blue ridge that's me our sister church uh the church of blue ridge was planted uh 2 years or so after us that's out right. of the church of Cherrydale. yeah um, and it is um, a privilege to be able to chat with you this afternoon. Thanks for coming on, man.
0: Yeah, thanks for letting me be here.
1: So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, we, we found out that you're from Pumpkin Town. Pumpkin Town. Pumpkin Town Festival with the Grease Poles. That's right. That's um, right. Uh, are you married? Do you have any kids? Give us some of those details.
0: Yeah, so I'm married to uh, Julie. Uh, we've been married for seven years now, and uh, we have two
1: kids. We are. Um, we are currently being greeted by Keith Mincy, uh, who is who's bringing some, it looks like, donut holes. Whoa! Hey, almost as good as little Debbie Cakes. Yeah, so almost. Keith is the pastor of Double Springs Baptist Church on 290, where the Church of Blue Ridge has their offices, and who is also, coincidentally, my next-door neighbor. So, well, thank you. You're fine. Thanks. <laughs> see Keith.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, my wife's name is Julie. Uh, we've been married for, uh, for seven years. We, we actually met at North Greenville University, uh, where we both uh, graduated. And um, we have uh, two kids, Grant, who is three, and Creighton, who is actually uh, yesterday eight weeks old. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. Yep. Love it. Uh, at the time of this recording... We will be awaiting the birth of of number three for us. So oh, man, we'll be right there. Are, you guys are my heroes. We'll be right there with you guys in the the newborn world. So, um, what is your role? We we mentioned that you are the pastor of discipleship and administration. What is the what is that? What does the day to day look like for you? What are you in charge of overseeing?
0: Yeah. So a lot of my a lot of my job involves uh, just desk work day to day, kind of uh, keeping up with the uh, financial, um, administrative, um, oftentimes it seems like a lot of busy work, just, just stuff that, that really no one, um, that I'm aware of likes to do, but, um, (laughs) but, but stuff that, that needs to be done nonetheless. And so that's, uh, that's probably, that makes up about, um, at least 50% of my, of my job and the other 50% of the time. Um, and, just to be quite honest, the thing that, that I love is uh, is discipleship, and so uh, what that means at our church is is I'm the one kind of leading the charge with our uh, with our small group ministry, and uh, so I said small groups. We actually call ours and do ours just a little bit differently. We we do missional communities, and so that's a, a new kind of strategy for small groups that we kicked off back in March, and so uh, that that's kind of the the rest of of my job, and then. Um, about once a
1: month or so, um, Ted lets me preach, and so uh, that's
0: uh, that's lots of fun too. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what are you guys teaching through right now?
0: So, we're currently working through the Sermon on the Mount. So we we just started a, we just started the series. It's called Flourish, and uh, kind of the the big thing that that we're chasing after is the connection between uh, the Sermon on the Mount and um, and wisdom. In that, you know, Jesus is really uh, revealing in the Sermon on the Mount um, kind of embodying I guess wisdom uh, the way that life works best um, in the world that God created
1: yeah that's excellent you mentioned that uh, missional communities are pretty distinct from small groups what would be the difference between those two
0: yeah so I, I get that question a lot when uh when I'm when I tell people that you know that we're doing missional community at TCBR and you know it, in some ways, they, they are very distinct. In some ways they, they can be the same. Um, at the end of the day, kind of the, the goal behind missional community is to, is to really kind of balance two of what I think are the most um, important aspects of biblical community. And that is um, uh, that is like discipleship fellowship. We're going to combine those two together and, and mission. And so, um, you know, it's kind of been my experience in, in small groups, the small group ministries that I've been a part of, that for the most part um, uh, we've done a, a poor job of holding up both of those. Hmm. Our small groups are really good at being together, studying God's Word together, holding each other accountable, loving one another, or they're really good at engaging their neighbors. They're, they're really good at sharing their faith. And yet in the Scriptures we, we see Jesus hold both of those up. And um, uh, reveal the importance of both of them. And so, what missional community is after is how can we um, how can we retool our strategies and the way that we approach community so that we can go after both of those
1: things simultaneously? Yeah, awesome. How long have you guys been rolling with? Missional communities.
0: So uh, we started back in March, and so um, you know when we planted TCBR, we planted with a typical kind of small group ministry. And so um, back in March, we started officially kind of making that transition. Um, I guess uh, back in January is when we really started taking our leaders through uh, through some training, trying to cast some vision, and then even doing some like broader vision casting with the church as a whole. Um, trying to, to bring everyone kind of along and on board with this uh, with this kind of new strategy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and so far, so good?
0: Yeah, so far, so good. Um, uh, there's no doubt that it's, uh, it's been hard. Uh, there have been, there are, continue to be kind of hiccups along the way. Um, anytime you, you transition from something that is normal, that people are, are used to, that, that's difficult, right? Mm. We, we like normalcy. We're creatures of habit. Um, but so, so I think a lot of the, a lot of the hiccups that, that we have seen have just been the result of that, that people are, are having to adjust to really a new way of thinking about community and a new way of thinking about, um, about life. Because the, one of the, the of missional community that, that I love is that, you know, community when the body of Christ doesn't just happen on Sunday morning or Sunday night. Uh, that we really want to begin to see ourselves as a family that gather often throughout the week. Hmm. So what does it look like for my family, um, for Julie and my boys to be involved with the members of my missional community and engaged on mission kind of Monday through Friday? Not just limiting it to, hey, we came on Sunday night, we check a box and we go home. And so um, that comes with sacrifice, right? Um, That requires rearranging some schedules and Uh, giving up some some practices and some things that that maybe my family would love to do but but we believe that uh, that this community of folks this mission that God has called us to is important and is worth it so
1: yeah excellent so how how did you how did you even get to be a part of the church at Blue Ridge what was the what was the process yeah um, of getting connected with Ted and identifying Blue Ridge, how did all of that materialize?
0: Yeah, so um, so I'm I'm kind of a product. I'm not kind of. I am a product of uh, the church at Cherrydale, and, and I guess even a little before they became Cherrydale, when they were Renewal, the the Leadership Institute that that was birthed out of there. Uh, this uh, uh, this development program designed to raise up and send out kind of young leaders. So, so the I, the
1: program that. David and I both participated. in that's right. planting, so that's
0: right. Yeah, you guys were a little ahead of me. I think you guys were at um, renewal before Julie and I arrived. But but we you know we were in many of the same classes together from time to time, right? And so with Matt and the other guys, uh, Matt Rogers, the pastor at Cherrydale, um, kind of who was leading the Renewal Leadership Institute. So I'm a product of that. I did a two year. Um, I think they were calling it a residency then, like a two year residency where I was. I was sitting under their instruction, the, those classes, serving at TCC in a volunteer capacity in kind of various different roles, and so, and the whole goal of that, the whole reason that Julie and I kind of you know embarked on that kind of journey, was because we we wanted to plant. That was that was the point. And so we got to the end of that two years. Um, and you know, the elders affirmed, you know, what I had said, you know, that I'm called to be a pastor and and I feel called to plant a church. They affirmed that. And we, we started looking, you guys about the time that that I was kind of finishing up RLI and really kind of chasing hard after planting, is when we planted Greer station. And so then it became, okay, so we're going to, we're going to put a church in Greer. Where's kind of the next spot on the map in terms of the upstate. And so we, uh, really honestly on a whim it, it's not a whim it's the sovereignty of God but at that point it felt like a whim we, yeah sure we took a look at, at blue Ridge and that's where my wife is from she grew up here she's you know lived her entire life here except for a little time that I took her away to to do seminary um, and we just found some some pretty incredible um some pretty, pretty incredible things about the people that live here and the churches that are here just um kind of to summarize just that there was an overwhelming need for uh, the way we talked about it back then, just a modern gospel presence, hmm. and so the the short of it is, is so we started pursuing that. We started raising money, building support, all of that stuff. Um, a little A little further down the road, Ted and his uh, Ted Richard and his wife Jen and their family um, came on board with us to kind of serve as um, as a co pastor uh, with me, and and of course um, with, with my family uh, there at TCBR. And, um, and so we've been, we've been running hard ever, ever since. We started out um, uh, in the, uh, the local Baptist Association's mission building. That's where we were meeting corporately. I guess I should say before that, we started out as just a small group in my house in Blue Ridge. And so we've since then transitioned to a, a new facility. Um, we're, doing, we're doing well. Uh, I think over the past year, we've seen our membership double. And uh, God's just given us incredible opportunities to to engage with our community and, and our
1: friends and neighbors. So uh,
0: we are we are very blessed, no doubt. It's
1: fantastic. Tell, so tell me, I, the comment you made a moment ago was really interesting to me, being a modern gospel presence yeah. in Blue Ridge. Unpack that a little bit for me.
0: Yeah, so um, if you, well, first of all, Blue Ridge is not on a map, so if I tell you to go look on a map, you won't find it. Um, but if you come to Blue Ridge, which is really kind of the northern part of like Greer and Taylor's uh, you're gonna find you're gonna find a church on every corner. This is this is the Bible Belt. This is the Southeast. There are churches everywhere, um, and so that can be kind of deceiving when you think about. Okay, why would we need to plant a church here? Right? There's why don't we just go to to another church? But but if you dig a little deeper and you start looking at okay, what's going on in a lot of these churches? You you find that there can be some unhealth. Um, there can be a lot of um, misconceptions about the gospel. Um, a lot of um, a lot of teaching that kind of lends itself towards um, towards legalism. Mm. A lot of uh, a lot of cultural Christianity. That's that's one of the things that that we say um, is kind of you know one of our primary missions at TCBR is um, is to help people detox from, mm. from the burnout of cultural Christianity. Mm. Right? Sort of this. You know, uh, my granddad went to church. My my dad went to church. Now I go to their church. You know, I go to Sunday school. I throw a little money in the plate every week. I'm good, and and so you and I would know, your listeners would know that when we think of um, walking with Jesus, we think of something you know much bigger, much deeper, much richer. Yeah. And so, wanting to cast a vision for those types of folks to show them that that church, the gospel, is um, something uh, far bigger, far grander um than, than maybe what they've been led to believe.
1: Yeah. Dude. I love it. That's <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. In a lot of ways that was our vision when we planted the Church of Greer Station, even though even though we're not quite as rural as as the uh, as you guys and are, are aren't working with some of the same folks that you are. Still very much that kind of cultural Christianity tendency. And I think the way that we've we've tried to say it is like encouraging folks to take ownership of their discipleship to yeah. Um. Uh, to see themselves as active followers of Christ and, yeah. and to really devote themselves to that process,
0: and, and we always we always try to be really careful with that because you know there, there's no doubt that we we are not here in Blue Ridge as kind of the the new church on the block that's got it all figured yeah, sure. out. It's got it all together. There, there are some churches and and pastors here that are doing really really good work that are loving their communities and. And preaching the gospel, and so we don't want to. I don't want to like diminish that in any way. But it's just it's our desire to come alongside those churches and serve with them, learn from them, and then when God allows, it's also our desire that if if we can um, encourage and help um, local churches here in Blue Ridge, like we're we're all about that. We we very much, as a matter of fact, one of our core values is kingdom, because you know Ted and I we didn't set out to plant the biggest church on the block. Um, our goal is not to to be a mega church or you know be the coolest hippest church in town our goal is to declare the gospel hmm. and to see God's kingdom expand and so um, if that is through the church of Blue Ridge like praise God that's awesome if that's through other churches um, in Blue Ridge we'll praise God for that too we want to be a part of it
1: I love it um, so what's been the uh, what, what's been the greatest joy since you guys have planted
0: oh man the greatest joy. Um, so I'm. Th- this is my first. Um, I guess. I, I guess you could say, pastorate. It's the first time I've ever been paid to do what I do. I guess. Nice. Uh. So so much of pastoral ministry ministry is brand new for me, as I'm yeah. sure it was for you when you first started. Right? Oh, dude. Yeah. So there's lots of first it's still times. super new. Yeah, like Exactly. Dude, every yeah. every day it's <laughs> like there's
1: there's some new challenge whatever. Yeah. There's I some
0: new you. joy, some new challenge, but for so long, you know. Um, And, and I, you know, Trevor and I, we even went to college together. So we go
1: back, we go back. What did we have to, I was thinking about this earlier today. We had, we had multiple classes together. Did we, the one that sticks out,
0: you, me, Heath Burns, who we should say, his name is beefy, beefy, beefy. We had, um, life and teachings of Paul together. Did you have that? Yeah. Dr. Horn, Dr. Horn. We had that together. Yep. Um, I I also think I don't know if Heath was in there, but I think you and I had Trevor had uh, Life and Teachings of Christ with uh, with Donnie with Doctor
1: Mathis. I actually never took oh, Life and Teachings of Christ, lesson. dude. Well, I think we had. I'm looking at your bookshelf and I'm seeing the book God's Potters. Okay, what was that class? Oh, that was it. Um, was so
0: bad. That was Doctor Haney. It oh, was a Doctor Haney class.
1: It was such a terrible class. Doctor Haney is a wonderful man.
0: He is a wonderful man, and um. Not doing so well these days, so physically. So, oh man! Yeah, but um, you're right. That was a uh, that was a questionable <laughs> class.
1: <laughs> well,
0: but but um, and I don't remember how I got off on that. But so so like we, we go way back. I think you're asking my greatest joy. That's yes, what was. There yeah, is. yeah. So um, so you know what it's like to like want to be in pastoral ministry, just have this like desire to do this, yep. and not be able to do it, right? Yep. And so that was me for so long, and so now that I'm able to do it. Um, broadly speaking, I mean that's just that's just joy for me. Hmm. Um, I think if you're going to press me to be more specific, um, we have had uh, we've had quite a few just um, experiences with, uh, or I have with folks who uh, specifically around like missional community in this transition, where almost you can see in real time like kind of the lights flick on with people. Yeah, they're like, hey, like okay, so this is what. This is what community is all about. This is what um, being engaged with my neighbors is all about. Um, those kind of moments are really special, and man, the, those are those are a joy.
1: Man, well, dude. I'm so grateful for the work that you guys are doing and so grateful for the example that you're setting for us in some ways um you joke all the time about us being the the big brother or whatever yeah um uh we we're we're super encouraged by you guys and 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 love you guys and love the work that you're doing and um just love hearing stories of of God's faithfulness through you guys um appreciate you coming on the podcast today. appreciate you telling us your story and absolutely let us hear your heart for ministry. And uh, if it's cool with you, can I say a quick prayer? Please do. Father, thank you for Robert, and I thank you for Ted, and I thank you that you have unleashed this community of believers in Blue Ridge, and we pray um, for continued fruit and continued growth as they labor to be that modern gospel presence, and I pray that they would be um, uh, active in evangelism and disciple-making. I pray for their missional community efforts, that they would be fruitful and that folks would come to know Jesus through them. And Lord, we pray that you would establish this church for, for many years to come um as a as a faithful, um, steadfast, immovable um, embodiment of of your love for uh the nations and for all people. And we pray that you preserve them and their families. And, uh, Lord, we're just grateful for uh, the great privilege it is to be able to pastor and care for your church. And we consider it a weighty calling. And um, I pray for for my brother here and pray for strength as he leads his family and leads the church in the ways that you've called him. Um, God, we pray that you would bless him this afternoon and that you'd keep us as we um, invest in ministry. Lord, we love you and pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Robert, thank you, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It was a joy. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Weekly. We will catch you next time. God bless.